One of my favorite lines from Hamilton is uh, Washington saying to uh, Alexander, dying is easy, young man, living is harder. Um, another thing that reminds me of that is the uh, a marriage counseling type class or like an introduction to marriage counseling or, or maybe it was, uh, I don't know, just a, a class about marriage that I took at my Christian high school. Um, there was this guy talking and he said, you know, I, I have all these men who say, you know, I would die for my wife. I would die for her. I would, you know, if it came down to it, you know, all these things. And the guy said, well, you know, it's great that you'd be willing to die for your wife, but why don't you live for her too? And that doesn't mean don't throw away your life. It means if you love her enough to be willing to give up your life so that she can live, then uh, you should really make an effort to, in your daily life, not just do these grand gestures, but be there for her, be supportive of her, and love her in a way that shows her exactly how much you love her. Which, since I'm talking about uh, something I learned at Christian school, and this was a you know, pastor or whatever um, that was doling out marriage advice, I'm just going to go to Scripture again and say, uh, <laughs> you know, and... I recently said this in another thing, but I don't think it was, uh, I don't think it was G Gundam or talking about, um, G Gundam. So I'll just share it now, which is that, you know, no greater love is there than for a man to, uh, lay down his life for his friends. And, um, that's, uh, something that happens at the end of this episode of Mobile Fighter G Gundam. I'm MJ and I'm here to talk about, uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam episode 42. This is King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows. Uh, my platform for discussing one of my favorite anime of all time. So, uh, if you're watching the video version of it, or if you're looking at the images on uh, the website and the show notes, um, most of them don't have to do with what I'm actually talking about. And that's because I didn't know what I wanted to talk about uh, this episode. And it's actually taken me a long time to figure out what exactly I'd be focusing on, which, if I'm being 100% honest, I'm not 100% sure what I'm focusing on, because there's two main juicy parts to this episode. One is the revelation that uh, Kyoji, in fact, was Schwartzbruder, or has been Schwartzbruder all along, that Dr. Mikamura and Major Alube have been using Rain and Domun and the Kashu family for personal gain of some sort. We don't know exactly what Alube wants, but we know that Dr. Mikamura was jealous of uh, the Kashus, um, what they were able to accomplish. Um, that Mr. Kashu in particular, can't remember the, the dad's name, uh, was a better scientist than him. Um, <laughs> so so I guess Dr. Mikamura is the uh, Aaron Burr to uh, Dr. Kashu's uh, um, Hamilton, if we want to reference that at all. Uh, I don't know if we do, but there you go. Um, and because he was jealous of him and he wanted what he had, he wanted his ultimate Gundam, not his dark Gundam, but his ultimate Gundam that had these three amazing abilities. And uh, Dr. Kashu had pointed out the flaws in his own uh, rising Gundam, or no, shining Gundam, um, with its uh, you know anger, emotion system, and things like that. Uh, he was just overcome with jealousy, and he wanted that. Uh, he wanted to claim all those things for himself. He basically wanted to be um, or have all the good things in his life that Dr. Mikamura had, or sorry, Dr. Kashu had, and he joined forces with Alube to see that that happened for him. Uh, this is all mind-blowing stuff. Rain is crying. She's, uh, you know, talking about how cruel her father is, and she's, like, ashamed of him and his actions. 
And uh, the only thing she can do is help Kyoji, who <laughs> Dr. Mikamura actually tries to murder. Um, the uh, Anyway, it's interesting because, you know, she stops him. Um, Kyoji is really messed up, and he tells Rain that she has to do these drastic measures, which is basically electrocuting him with a couple live wires, which forces the DG cells to regenerate and repair him to an extent. Then he uh, leaves to Lantau Island, and uh, he you know goes to help Domun and the others fight the Dark Gundam. And um, like, there's so much there I want to discuss. There's so much there I want to explore. And I, and I know I synopsized, basically, but it's, how can I talk about it without telling you what happened? Um... So much of that is good. Uh, Kyoji lives a life of suffering, and or this android Kyoji, whatever, lives a life of suffering for the purpose of a greater good. There's that uh, Christology, if you if you want to call it that. There's that he, Kyoji's living for something. He's living to stop the Dark Gundam or the Ultimate Gundam from being corrupted and uh, used for evil purposes. That's what he's willing to live for and die for. Because I mean, honestly, the guy looks pretty pretty bad. Um, and he's been, to an extent, living for uh, Domun to help him become a better fighter, but really, honestly, a, a good man. Uh, if you think about the fact that Dr. Mikamura's system in the Shining Gundam was based on using rage, and that uh, it became unreliable at some point, and that Dr. Kashi had pointed that out to uh, Mikamura, and that Kyoji or as Schwartz Bruder was all along telling Domun he had to tap into and find this serenity um, in order to truly access the power of his Gundam uh, and to be, uh, again, it's analogous for being, you know, a better man, a better fighter, all these different things. Uh, it's all encapsulated in, you know, the tournament style uh, or in, in the fighting aspect of the show. Um, but, you know, he, he was trying to help him because he was familiar with the fact that anger and hate can only get you so far, uh, probably because that's something that he learned from his father, and he uh, did all he could to, you know, join the Gundam fight and to help his brother learn that so that he could be prepared for, you know, dealing with the Dark Gundam in the future, etc., etc., uh, because he was wanting to redeem it, and that's that's really awesome. So he's, Kyoji's had this really great mission throughout the show at Schwartz that we you know didn't really know about until now, Obviously, we could tell that Schwartz was trying to help him, um, and everybody has a vested interest in the Dark Gundam not being allowed to uh, propagate. And, uh, man, I really wanted to talk about the other stuff, uh, but now I'm going to talk about conspiracy-related uh, things. Did this video just get demonetized? Oh, wait, I, I don't have enough followers or enough people watching me to be monetized, so never mind. Um, the... Uh, Lube and the Japanese government and maybe Dr. Mikamura are keeping all this Dark Gundam stuff very hush-hush. Uh, they don't want anybody knowing about it because, supposedly, because they don't want anybody else vying for that power. Um, but if the Dark Gundam goes out of... But you know what? People who want power, uh, especially politicians and political leaders, will always do shady things to get more power and to ensure that they will never stop being powerful. If you go to Neo-Russia, their gulag uh, and their Gundam graveyard where they had been dissecting Gundams and uh, taking all their most powerful parts and using them for their bolt Gundam or whatever. I don't know 
Well, anyway, yeah, basically that's it. They were using it to make their Gundam as powerful as possible by cannibalizing and, and stealing technology from other people. Uh, Wong is obviously very corrupt. He steals the um, Berserker system from, uh, <laughs> from uh, what is it, Sweden? Um, or he has one made just like theirs. He kidnaps Alan B., um, to use her, and he's using he's trying to leverage this Gundam fight to make himself the ruler of space, you know, for all time at infinitum. Um, you know, the Mexican government tries to kill. Um, I can't remember his name now. Whatever they like, try to kill their guy and assassinate him because he won't fight for them. So, uh, I mean, go back to to Italy, um, starting with a uh, Michelo Chariot that they pulled a mafioso, a mob boss, a criminal, somebody who'd harmed so many people um, and made them made him uh, their fighter because he was strong, because they wanted more power and they wanted to seize that power. And they decided that doing it by any means necessary was appropriate because, I don't know, we act emotionally and we uh, justify rationally. So I'm sure... The people who were pulling the strings in Neo-Italy had a good reason for what they were doing, but obviously it was immoral and uh, a bad idea. And I think that's enough talk about corruption and power, um, because I really want to get to the focus here, which is you know people acting nobly and, and selflessly. And I was wondering if it's possible that uh, because the Dark Gundam is such a destructive force, if all the nations participating in the Gundam fight knew about this threat lurking in the background, if they would band together um, to stop it. Or maybe they would be blinded by their greed, I don't know. But um, it's interesting to know that, uh, and I, I, I get that Hong Kong and China are separate from each other because I believe at the time that the show was made, Hong Kong and China were separate. And it wasn't until like 99 that they... Um, became rejoined because Hong Kong was under British control if I remember correctly. Anyway, if I'm wrong on that, correct me, please. Um, but I saw Rush Hour, so I'm pretty sure that's right. Anyway, um, the uh, you know, you've got Russia, you know, you've got a Russian fighter, an American fighter, uh, a Chinese fighter, and a French fighter. Now, you know, <laughs> the French, uh, you know, one could claim that they, uh, you know, turn tail and uh, join up with the Nazis, cozied up with the Nazis in World War II pretty quickly once they were invaded. Um, the Russians, obviously, they're doing bad stuff, uh, you know, hacking all those Gundams and stealing Gundams and capturing Gundam fighters and stuff like that that I talked about already. Um, the Chinese in the real world do that sort of stuff now where they're stealing technology and, and they pirate a bunch of Western technology, whether it be programs or, uh, you know, computer programs, things like that. And, uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing. Uh, so was, and then the Americans, I mean, I, as an American, I will uh, contend that uh, America sucks in our foreign policy. Like, I love this country. I'm very happy that I live here. It's a great place. I think more people should come here. And um, that would be good. It would strengthen the country to have more uh, different ideas and maximum freedom. I'm, I'm all for that stuff. But the American empire is awful and evil. And uh, even... Uh, we can get into this later if you want, which I'd be happy to discuss this ad nauseum, but you should check out Fool's Errand by uh, Scott Horton. It's about the 17-year-long war in Afghanistan and how it sucks. Anyway, and then if you look at Domun, 
Neo Japan, um, like they're hyper corrupt in this situation because you know Doctor Mik- like this whole Dark Gundam thing started because of them and Doctor Mikamura and Lube's uh, dark ambitions. Although we don't know exactly what Lube is after, uh, and yet these fighters from these nations, which could be seen as very untrustworthy, um, are all banding together and all fighting for a greater cause, and uh, it's really interesting. Um, like a focal point of this is that, and this is what I decided to name the episode after Saisaishi and um, Argogolski are willing to give up their lives. Uh, Sai asks him, like, are, you know, are you prepared to give your life? And Argo says, basically, no. And, um, or like, I can't die. I have too much uh, to live for. I, I, I'm trying to live for my friends. I, I need to win this fight to save my friends. And Sai says the same thing. Yeah, I don't intend on dying either because I need to. I cannot stop until I've revived the Shaolin Temple or whatever. And um, and yet they proceed with a kamikaze attack, which is what they call um, the special attack with the butterfly wings that Sai Sai she has. And um, and, and making fried chicken. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, like Argo puts himself within the blast radius of um, of the attack that uh, that Sai is going to do in order to destroy the you know the black raven, winged raven, king of heaven, Gundam or whatever that Mikolo is in. And uh, like they don't want to die. They have so much to live for. And yet to stop the Dark Gundam from wreaking havoc on the world, on the earth, and, and harming other people, uh, these guys are willing to give up their lives. And they can see that even if they have to lose out on their dreams, um, that it's worthwhile to do this, to nobly sacrifice themselves, uh, even though they have no intention of dying. But they're willing to die if they have to in the process of making this gambit, basically, um, which is really noble and impressive, and, and I love it. Uh and I think, I don't know, maybe the theme in this episode, in this review, in this analysis is looking at what people are willing to live for, what people are willing to die for. And um, I don't know, just uh, I like that. I like how high the stakes are, not because I like death in, in media like this, but I like how serious it is and how thought-provoking it is. And, um, you know, on top of that, it looked really cool. Uh, size attack is really awesome looking. Although, I mean, I understand your ultimate technique could put your life at risk, but it stinks that your ultimate technique is like, you know, it's going to kill you. Like, that's that's not cool. Um, but, I, I mean, that's a Pyrrhic victory. That's, that's you're losing too much. But I could see, uh, I, I get the, the point of killing yourself in an attempt to, or, you know, like in your mind, a guaranteed shot at killing your opponent so that they can't go on and kill, you know, all your friends or several other people um, like that makes sense. Uh, trading your life to en- to guarantee that you end theirs in order to you know because there's a guarantee that they're going to end the lives of other innocent people. I get that. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Um, I'm gonna start rambling if I keep going. Uh, I really like this episode. These last like nine episodes of the show um, are really fantastic. Uh, I mentioned that like this was what I was waiting for back a couple episodes ago, and like this this conclusion to the to the show is really great. And uh, gosh, there's so much good stuff in it, and I'm so excited about next episode. Um, the only thing that could have made it better is if uh, 
excuse me, having some tea here. The only thing that could make it better, because something similar, if, if you saw the preview for the next episode, or if you, you know, know how these shows work, um, it's going to be George and, uh, what's his face? Chibity, my man, Chibity Crockett, um, fighting uh, John Bull, the the uh, British Gundam, uh, to help uh, Domun get to Master Asia. And uh, the only thing that would have been better is if, like, the French and British... Oh, I guess America and France have, like, a cool relationship, cool history with each other. But I was going to say it'd be cooler maybe if it was the British and French guy working together to fight, like, the American or, or some other person because, you know, the British and the French have been at war with each other for so long and it would have just kind of made it even more impactful. Although... I did think it was funny that you had the, uh, you know, there were the Sino-Russian wars. There were these r- wars between Russia and China. And uh, in this episode, you have, you know, China and Russia's fighters uh, working together. And, uh, like, that's pretty cool. Um, like, I don't need this show to right historical wrongs or whatever. But it's pretty cool um, for me with how much history or with the amount of history I know, which is not very much i have like broad strokes on history uh world history and you know history of war and things like that um it just makes it that much cooler and uh i don't know anyway again that's all i have to say uh you can check out my other shows um please help me by uh liking the sharing this whatever uh i've had some increase on the uh, audio subscriptions over on uh itunes so that's pretty cool and uh i want to thank you for hanging out with me and before i go just a couple quick questions do you think kyoji is like secretly the hero of this whole show um, would you have liked to see um, more of the show from his perspective? Do you think it would be interesting? Um, or, like, does he have too much figured out? Maybe he's too mature and he has too much together, so it wouldn't have been as much of an interesting struggle. Um, and do you like how the show's revealing all this uh, twist near the end here um, and showing that there was actually way more going on than everybody thought? Or is that, like, a good thing... Um, for kids to see, like, oh, yeah, you can see this whole thing going on, and then it turns out there's actually all this stuff going on in the background that's way more complicated and crazy uh, than you would have expected. Anyway, I just think those are kind of interesting questions, so if you if you don't mind, uh, you can drop me an answer in the comments. All right, I'm really done now, so here I go. Uh, remember, folks, go out there and grasp happiness. MJMunoz.com is home for all my work podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more, plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash mjmunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.